when people say, oh, what if I suck? And what if it's not good? And what if people think I'm stupid? I'm like, why don't we just take the what if out of it and say, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now what? (laughs) Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast, the place to be to gain a rock solid mindset, create powerful habits and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, guys. I am not going to even lie to you. Today's episode is a dream come true, quite literally. I have been an admirer, a a super fan of Delaney Fisher for so freaking long. If you guys listen to the Self-Helpless podcast, which I know a lot of um, you guys do, a lot of crossover listeners listen to both this show and that one, um, she is outstanding. And I talk about so much on here on the podcast about how coaches need coaches. I'm so candid with you guys that I have two. I have a life coach and I have a business coach. And my business coach is Delaney Fisher. And the fact that she came on the podcast today to talk to you guys is just such a a, a gift and such a dream come true of mine. Um, she's amazing and she has so much to give and to offer, but I love how she talks in such a um, matter of fact, funny, and just like not taking herself too seriously way, which we all need a little more of that achieverism talking straight and directly to you. We all need a little bit more of the don't take myself so seriously vibes. So I think today's episode is going to be a huge gift, a huge treat for all of you. And I am just so excited to hear what you all have to say. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I want to dive right into the meat of this episode with self-helpless co-host, with the creator of Dicks by Delaney, with the most amazing, not at all biased, best business coach award. Please welcome to the podcast, Delaney Fisher. Delaney Fisher. Yes. This is a, oh my God. <laughs> this is a, such a treat because obviously normally I, like you're my coach. So this is normally right. so flip-flopped and I'm like, oh my God. So first of all, who are you? What do you do? Tell everyone the amazing work and joy you bring into this world. Who am I? That's a good question. Still trying to figure that out though. Um, <laughs> Uh, I currently, I am a creative consultant to podcasters, comedians, and business owners, and I'm the co-host of a comedic self-help podcast called Self Helpless that I do with two of my best friends, Taylor Tomlinson and Kelsey Cook. Which, by the way, guys, they just had Tan France on their podcast. Like, this is, like, not, like, a casual podcast. Like, they just had Tan France from Queer Eye. Like, no big deal. In the last, what, month or two, we've had Tan France, Whitney Cummings, Michael Buble. We're just, like, Wow. I gotta say, 
I think the, the, the Whitney Cummings, I've listened to that maybe 4,000 times. Like I learned so much about skincare and yes. just like about like being a woman and being in power. Like, yeah. oh, so good. I'm sorry. We keep going. Taking, oh no. Yeah. We were taking a lot of notes, a lot of notes during that episode. So um, yeah, that's what I do. Um, before I was a consultant and podcaster, I was a stand-up comedian for six and a half years. So that definitely influences my consulting approach and mm-hmm. I feel like I have lived many lives uh, that have gotten me here. I've tried everything. I've dated everybody. (laughs) I feel like I did a lot of trial and error um, in order to get to this place. And I'm really grateful that I get to use those experiences, failures, strategies, whatever it is, uh, with my clients to kind of help them fast track their own goals and success Mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah. Does that answer I, your question, Nicole? That totally answered my question. I actually have a follow-up question. So I love that you're such a trial and error person. You're like, I'm going to try this. Didn't work. Oh, like maybe let's try this instead. That is a very unique quality. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't meet a lot of people. A lot of people are like, I don't know. Am I going to be perfect at it right away? Nope. Okay. I'm not going to even try it. So like, mm-hmm. what has been your approach, mainly like your mindset going into all these different lives that you've lived? Yeah, you know what it is? I think it's, I know that there's a big difference in um, having like a theory about something and kind of knowing it in like a textbook way versus actually experiencing it. So Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that if we sit down at a restaurant, I will want to try, if I keep coming back to that restaurant, I will want to try like my top five things that caught my eye. And then I will decide which one is my favorite. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, totally. Read the description and be like, oh, this is going to be my favorite. I have to try stuff. And that's really how I've had to kind of, that's how I've approached everything. It's how I've approached lifestyles and, and dating and relationships and career. I feel like I have to try that in order to really know and either, t- you know, check it off the box that it wasn't for me, or maybe I enjoy an aspect of it. And I try to keep that aspect that I enjoy around for my next thing. So I don't know what it is that's in me, but um, yeah, I like to experience it. And that's how I kind of have a deep knowing of what I really love doing. That is so awesome. I've never heard it phrased like that. I love the the restaurant analogy. Like I've never thought about it like that. Like you can read a description and think that you quote unquote know something, but until you've fully tasted it, like you don't, oh, that's so good. You're smart. I like this. <laughs> I just well, love food too. So oh that's a good thing that came to my mind. <laughs> I will, uh, retweet that girl so hard. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I obviously know a lot of your story because I've followed you for two years prior to even working with you. Um, you went from like full-time stand-up comedian to now 100% self-employed. And I know you have said on the podcast a lot recently that like you're a lot happier and like more happy than ever. If, correct me if I'm wrong. And how did that happen? That is very, two very different lives. Yeah, good question. So I was, um, I never went full time with stand up because mm-hmm. I knew deep down that it wasn't for me. However, it was, I was so wrapped up in it because of, it was part of my identity. So it was really hard for me to step away. Yeah. So I actually had a full time corporate job in entertainment and did stand up part time uh, for several years. And I didn't like either thing. And, but I didn't really know um, how I was going to get out of it. I just kind of knew this is not it, but I'm really driven um, to get happier, be happier mm-hmm. in my day to day with my career. So what really hit me was just complete burnout. I was mm-hmm. 
doing eight different things. I had my full-time corporate job. I was doing stand-up. I was doing the podcast. I was, you know, I had a hobby that I, I made funny mugs on the side for money for. Um, I what was were, on an what were the mugs though? What were the <laughs> mugs? <laughs> I, you know, just turn people into penises on coffee mugs. Just a, you know, just a nice kind of grandma-like hobby that I did. Weekends. <laughs> Um, and I was also on an improv troupe. I was writing like my second, um, my second feature film. I was, it was just too many things were going on and I just completely burnt out. I was pulled in a million different directions. If you've ever felt so pulled in so many different directions and so foggy that you don't even know what you love and what you hate, you're just doing things to do them. That's the place that I was in. Um, and my brain just, it stopped, it stopped working. I remember just walking around work one day, not knowing what time it was or like what, what I was supposed to be doing. Like it just kind of all (laughs) bye. Um, I just, it fried, it really fried. And so I knew I needed to make a change. And then from there, I slowly started taking things off of my plate, um, that I knew I didn't want to do. And then I kind of just simplified over time. And I just asked myself, okay, what is my goal here? Like, what do I actually want? Um, I know what I don't want. um, So that's a very important way to get there. But I knew I wanted to work from home, work for myself, you know, have a flexible schedule, be my own boss and do something creative that kind of used my skill set. And only two things on my plate of eight to 10 things would allow me to do that if they went well. <laughs> so <laughs> those things were the podcast because, mm-hmm. okay, that's like, that's a flexible schedule. I love doing that. It's so much fun. Uh, and then my hobby of the, the mugs, which was called Dicks by Delaney, so those two things, I'm like, if I put my energy into these things and they work, that will give me the lifestyle that I really want. Nothing else on this list will give that to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. So that's exactly what I did. I slowly took everything off of my plate except those two things. And I went really hard on just those two things. And within a year or even less than a year, maybe from launch to, you know, leaving, I was able to leave my corporate day job to do both of those things full time. And I'm like, wait a minute, this shit worked. That worked. <laughs> I oh my God. I couldn't believe it. It was so simple yet so complicated because you know, we try to make things harder than they actually are. Oh yeah. I heard a great quote one time that, uh, simplicity or excuse me, complexity is the enemy of execution. Oh yeah. And I was just like, (laughs) like that is so true. We try to make things. And especially like, I, I think we can both agree on this in the personal development world, especially people are wanting like that secret magic pill that like links Mm. everything up perfectly together that they think is so complicated when in actuality, it's the simple little things that you just do every day. That's what leads to it. And people are like so pissed off to hear that answer because they're like, that requires work. And it's like, well, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like requires a lot of work, but that's how it happens. So on this, on this podcast, we talk a lot about decisions, especially like the cut off decisions. And it sounds like you fully obviously made one of those. Do you remember like an exact moment that was like, never again, I'm done, no more? Oh, yeah. So on and so forth. I, you know, it was, um, it was definitely an evolution, but I do remember a moment. Um, so I was performing at one of the top comedy clubs in Los Angeles. My, my set went really well. You know, I had people coming up to me after the show wanting to take photos. I had mm-hmm. other comedians saying that was a great, great set, right? 
basically a night that was like, this all went so well. Um, and I still didn't feel like I wanted to be there. That's when I knew I was in the wrong spot. You know, I'm like, this could not have gone any better. Um, and yet I know that I don't want to do this. So what's going on? If this is how I feel on a good night, how am I going to feel if I keep doing this? And it's not always, you know, this perfect, right? So that's when I knew I'm like, okay, I have to take steps to get out of here. I just, uh, it's, I have to ease out of it. I've been doing it for six and a half years. It was a really big part of my life. And so I just slowly chipped away at it. I started kind of lessening the amount of shows and locations of shows that I would do mm -hmm. until I just stopped. Um, I produced my own comedy special before leaving too, to just be like, all right, I'm just going to make this weird idea I have. And that way it's kind of like my little final, like if I, if I was, a, you know, in college or a student of some kind, I'd be like, this is my final project before leaving the class. That's kind of how I felt. Um, I had to give myself like a little graduation ceremony almost. And that's why I, um, I produced and recorded uh, Love at First Cousin, which is on YouTube. It's so good. Also, oh my God. If anyone wants yeah. just like such a good laugh like it's it's <laughs> phenomenal it's really good yeah <laughs> you're welcome it. of course um, so it's like yeah this is a weird thing that i i have I, i'm just gonna make it and leave the mm -hmm. industry and that's what i did i that was the last i think i was on stage maybe one more or two more times after that just because i had already booked those shows far in advance and then i i have not been on stage since it's been uh like over two years now two and a half oh. years maybe yeah Wow. Oh my gosh. So what brought you from Dix by Delaney to creative consulting? Cause those are two rather different fields. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. So I noticed that when I was doing stand up for all that, all those years, um, I would get a lot of people asking, Hey, can I take you to coffee? Can you, can I pick your brain about stand up? Like how does this work and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I used to say yes, cause I really loved doing it. I loved helping people. I loved asking them, you know, questions about themselves. I loved helping them write their first five minutes of material, whatever it was. And then I found that when I was able to leave my corporate day job to paint penises on coffee mugs full time, people were like, wait a minute, how the fuck did you do that? Oh, can I swear on this? Sorry. Oh my God, yes, please. Okay. I realize also in the background, my dog has been licking his testicles the entire entire episode so if anybody's watching this i apologize for my youtube stuff. you get a little special treat today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes um so um oh my gosh where was i nicole um I you <laughs> you realized that people were like how the fuck did you do dicks yes. on your mugs like forever yes so they saw me transition they saw me leave stand-up leave my corporate entertainment job and then all of a sudden i was my own boss painting mugs and they're like i don't can you help me do that for myself? So I had a lot of artists and mm. entrepreneurs and comedians start reaching out to me. Hey, can I, can you help me with this? Can I have a phone call? Can I do this? And of course I, I loved it. I love doing that, but yeah. I got to the point where I'm like, wait, I can't, this is a lot of time and energy that I just don't have. And so I kind of just stopped being able to do that for people and said, I, I just don't have the time. I'm really sorry. And then it was so funny. Um, our, our podcast listeners of Self Helpless, our listeners of the show were writing in saying, Delaney, you should be some kind of business consultant or a business coach. <laughs> like the way that you get, right? Nicole, you're probably one of them, right? I think, I think the I way, yeah, the way that you give advice or the, the, whatever you, how you've been able to do this that could help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I've always loved doing that, but I never thought I could actually charge for that or that my time was worth mm -hmm. that. You know, it was just this weird kind of limiting belief I had of myself. And so I tested it out 
of course I loved it. Um, and then I'm like, oh shit, here's another thing I want to do, you know? So yeah. then, um, I started making room on my schedule for consulting, one-on-one -on -one consulting and also running Fix by Delaney. And they both were doing really well. Very grateful for that. They were both growing and to the point where I was spreading my energy to both of those things, mm -hmm. had to hire help for Dix by Delaney. I hired a couple cartoonists and an assistant and stuff like that. So I could pour more energy into consulting. And then in the last couple months, I've closed Dix by Delaney mm -hmm. so I can full focus on consulting full time. So it was a very organic transition. I never set out to have a consulting business. It just kind of, it led there and I just let it, I let it do that. You know, I, I had a plan, but it didn't go according to plan. <laughs> I love that you say it and I let it and I let it led there because I've, I've been talking to a lot of people recently and they're saying like, I'm having such a hard time letting go. Mm. And I'm having such a hard time releasing, letting the universe take over God, uh, creation, insert yeah. your word here. But like, was there something in you that just guided you? Was it like a manifestation? Was it an affirmation you said over and over again? Was it just a decision again? What oh, was it? I, you know, I wish it was as, as sexy as that, Nicole. <laughs> you know what actually makes me, you know, go somewhere else or let go or allow myself to be led in a different direction is burnout. I, it's like, I can't learn that lesson enough, right? <laughs> so I was completely burnt out between running my product-based business, running my service-based business and doing the podcast. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've been here before. Yeah. What did I do last time? I looked at everything and I said, what's, what's the life I want and what am I doing that will lead me there? And what am I not doing that won't? Mm -hmm. And Dick Spidey Delaney was now that, which was so weird because that was the answer at some point. And now I'm in a new phase of my life. And I said, holy shit, this, this did what it was supposed to do. This was a vehicle for me to get out of my day job. And now it's not serving me the same way. So I'm really grateful that I did this, but I had to, it was really hard. It was a decision I was struggling with for months and months because I was yeah. so emotionally attached to it. So emotionally attached. Um, I had to kind of put to rest all the visions I had for it, all the dreams I had for it and just say, look, I can always come back to you if I want, mm -hmm. you know, I can always relaunch. I, this could be my retirement plan one day, <laughs> who knows. Right. So I just said, I can come back if I really want to. And, mm -hmm. um, I closed it down. We were open for one last month so people can get all their orders in, you know, I said goodbye to my artists and sent them, you know, with, with what they needed. And that was it. And now being able to focus that energy into the, the thing that I enjoy even more um, has been a huge game changer. I think anybody who's let go of something that no longer serves them remembers experiencing the benefits or maybe you're still experiencing those benefits, yeah. you know? So you know that you've done it before. It's just hard in the moment, you know, mm. to make that decision. But like, yeah, let it, let it lead you to what you really, really, truly want to be doing. Wow. Oh my God. I love that you say it as not like a magic pill. It's not, it's just like being aware of this is what works. This is what doesn't do what works. Let go of what doesn't. And it's just, it's yeah. that simple. And I, one of the things I've loved about obviously working with you and absorbing your podcast and content, all that kind of stuff is just like how much you focus on simplicity, but in such an empowering way. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of us, especially in the modern world where we like to make things so complex is it's a hard lesson to learn. Have you always been that way? Or has that really just been like a new 2.0 version of Delaney? 
It's a good question. I, now I love it. It's all I, all I really think about is how simple can this be and why am I overcomplicating it? How can I stop <laughs> overcomplicating it? Right. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely wasn't always that way. And I think that's why I have such a huge focus on it now, because I was always that, that person that was involved in a million different things. Mm -hmm. I played sports, I played music, I was a straight A student, I wanted to be in this club and that club, and I wanted to do all this stuff. And I was always overworked and overloaded and overscheduled. And I thought that would lead me to whatever I was supposed to be doing, or I was just feel like, you know, my mindset was, I'm just going to try a million things and whatever sticks, I'll go, I'll go with it. You know, yeah. I didn't really know. But then I realized, well, uh, I should like what I'm doing. It shouldn't just be about like what sticks. <laughs> it really should be like, yeah. what do I actually love? And what skill set do I have where I can make that happen? And then obviously outsource the rest. Mm -hmm. But um, Love it. Got to outsource. Got to outsource, guys. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't. I definitely wasn't doing that. I was a minimalist with my physical objects for several years, mm -hmm. but I was not a minimalist in my approach to wellness or business mm -hmm. or anything like that. And that really came much later. Oh my God. Oh, that's so good. You're just speaking so much <laughs> truth right now. Oh my God. <laughs> well, so I want to kind of shift gears into like that minimalism. Cause I know you've talked a lot about minimalism, veganism, perfectionism, all on self-helpless and in your own yeah. work. What we'll start with minimalism. What made you yeah. start doing that physically, um, with your own stuff? Oh, good question. So I, you know, I was, I was in a household where there, uh, grew, grew up where there was a bit of clutter. I love this parent very much, yeah. but you know, they liked a lot of stuff, really cute stuff, but it was still a lot of stuff. And so mm -hmm. I kind of came from a background where, um, we had plenty and I, I think I was attracted to a little bit of the opposite for maybe that reason, but also I'm very much that person, um, that is like the whole kind of the out of sight, out of mind idea yes. really affects me. If I see it, I'm thinking about it. And if I'm not. I'm not. So mm -hmm. I'm somebody who cannot, I have a hard time focusing if there's clutter or a mess or whatever in near my workspace or whatever, I have to clean it before I sit down and work. So I knew that about myself, that it was really affecting my focus. And I'm like, shit, I have a lot of goals. And if I am cleaning and organizing and focusing on all this shit that I have, mm -hmm. I have a feeling I'm going to, it's going to take longer to kind of get there. So, um, I, I read uh, the life change. Is it the life changing, changing magic of tidying up by Marie oh, Kondo? Bless. <laughs> so it's good. really that good. Was, <laughs> yes, that was my first dip in the pool of um, decluttering, and love that book. Got you know decluttered a lot of stuff from that, and then found the uh, started watching the minimalist documentary with those two guys. Uh -huh. Started listening to their podcast, and I'm like, yeah, this is what I've been craving. This is the the kind of simplicity um, and quality of life that I really want in related to like my, my objects and my stuff. So that started it. Um, and then from there, what's a, a weird thing that happens is that once you've kind of decluttered your stuff and you have a system for that, you notice that it, it starts kind of translating into your life too. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> those ways like, okay, what events am I going to that I really don't want to go to yeah. or 
you know, what people am I around that I'm like, ah, they don't, I don't really feel like they light me up, you know, the mm-hmm. way that this person does or uh, what job do I have? Like, so I just started noticing that, that my thinking was kind of overlapping yeah. with, oh, okay, how am I taking care of my body? How could this be simplified? How can my job mm-hmm. be simplified? Right. Um, so that's kind of what kicked it off. It started with my stuff and then it became a whole philosophy. That's yeah. amazing. Have you read, um, Oh God, Gretchen Rubin, Outer Order in a Calm. No, I haven't. But it's her other Gretchen Rubin books. I, I, if she's like my dream human to interview ever, like yeah. just about the four tendencies, I would, I would dream about it. But she wrote, yes. she wrote this book just recently about how your outer order can yeah. reflect in inner calm or the entire opposite. Your outer clutter can reflect in inner, I can't remember the word she uses, but we'll use overwhelm. And yeah. it's, so good. It's so good. And I think the week after I read it, I was like, it was like the, also the first week of quarantine. So I was like, everything needs to be clean. And I was like in the closets. I was in the living room, like everywhere. My boyfriend was looking around like, you're psycho. Like, but I felt so good for like about a week. And then my old habits took over and then the clutter mm. came back. So do you think it was just like, again, that like decision or was it just like kind of little steps along the way that just made you make this like not a lifestyle, but or not a, excuse me, not a phase, but like a lifestyle. Oh, that's such a good question, Nicole. Uh, You're really crushing this. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. As your coach, I just want to get a pat on the back. I learned Um, from the best, so thank you. (laughs) You know what I think what it is, I think um, there's like, again, there's understanding that concept from a more surface level of like, I just want my house to look nice, right? And then there's a deeper understanding Mm -hmm. of simplifying my whole life will bring a lot more benefit, right? So I think, um, you know, I think you've kind of mentioned veganism too. I think that's, that's kind of the same thing. It's like, there's a difference between being on a plant-based diet and being vegan. One is a oh, philosophy yeah. and lifestyle. One is a diet, right? That yep. can be kind of go up and down or change. And so I think, um, I think it can be easy for old habits to start creeping back in because you haven't changed the the mindset over that habit yet. So if you change the habit, then you're not mm-hmm. going to really have the other stuff kind of creep back in because it just will be a part of you. If that makes yeah. sense. Totally makes sense. And actually I did, we did an entire podcast episode on identity. Um, my, I had my sister on cause she was just recently going from, I am not a runner, like holding that identity, almost like a badge to, I am a runner. And in that month of that identity shift, she ran her first five miles after never being able to run in her life. And it's like, that's the second you make an identity shift. I I heard once that it's like, you get the joy and the ease of making no decisions after that. Mm -hmm. You don't have the excuses. You don't have the decisions. Like, I love how you say like, the difference between I'm eating a vegan diet or a plant-based diet versus I am a vegan. It's like when you're a vegan, you go to a restaurant and you're like looking for the vegan options. You ask for the waiter or anything like that. You find the vegan menu. When you're on a plant-based diet, you have that out. You always have the option. There's a, there's a phrase or a metaphor that's when you go to an island and you're wanting to take over the island, you must burn the boats. But like, I feel like when you just have like a, like we'll use the, the plant-based diet, you didn't burn the boats. Like, you like, have the out. Yeah, you have buoy. the excuse. Yeah, the hiding in the corner, <laughs> <Does that laughs> bobbing around. 
But when you like say, I am a vegan, the boats are burned. They are ash. You're like bonfire Johnny Depp style on the side of the beach. Like, so that, oh, that's so good. Oh my God. Well, okay. So I want to even switch into perfectionism because you've done a lot of work and a lot of very much vulnerability sharing and stuff like that, which I thank you so much for. Um, What's been your journey with perfectionism? Oh, daily struggle. It's a battle. (laughs) I put my armor on every day. Uh, Oh, it's, it's something that you never arrive. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel. I'm never going to wake up and be like, oh, I'm no longer a perfectionist. This is great. (laughs) That was a fun five years, right? Um, It's something that instead of I still do all my perfectionistic things. I just mm-hmm. catch myself now. That's the biggest oh, thing is okay. I used to not catch myself and I used to spiral really bad and, and waste all my time, or at least I felt like it was a waste of time. And now I'll catch myself. Oh shit, you're doing that thing again. Why are you doing that? How do we unravel this? Okay, stop, boom, on to the next thing. So it's really just about an uh, awareness. It's just mm-hmm. self-awareness now. It's not going to, it's not a magic pill you take. Uh, to to erase all of it, and you know what? I don't want it to be gone. It it, mm-hmm. it does serve a purpose, but to a certain extent, it serves a purpose before it's detrimental to my growth. Oh. So um, it's a daily thing. That's why I kind of um, I I tell my clients and people that kind of struggle with perfectionism, like, look, if you need to make a little list of reasons or list of things that help you get out of that spiral and you keep it on, you know, your phone, Mm -hmm. make little, like make a little note section on your phone of all the things that you know, personally, that can pull you out of that mindset and that space, um, do that. So whether, you know, I, I have lots of little tips and tricks out there that have worked for me that I have like on my blog and, you know, tell my, my clients and students about, but you know, like look for evidence in the past that, you know, when you were, when you were being really perfectionistic about something and what ended up happening, did that, was that, was that, ended up, did that, was that a waste of your time at some point? You know, what happened? Um, you know, little things like that. Think of yourself when you're 95 years old, are you gonna, are you gonna be so happy that you spent your time like this, you know, picking the font on this PDF for four hours or oh would you have rather, you know, pick something within five minutes and then moved on. So yeah. lots of little tips and tricks. And I keep all of that, you know, with me because I have to constantly be reminded. I'm never done being reminded of those things because each new project or challenge, you know, it brings up my perfectionism big time. I love that. I don't even know if you're consciously aware of this. You're using a lot of neuro-linguistic performing or uh, per- programming techniques really? right there. Yeah. You're <laughs> using a lot of NLP right now because yeah. one of the biggest parts of uh, this conditioning or programming even, I prefer the word conditioning, but one of the biggest parts of this conditioning is reminding yourself of times in your life that you have done it fully stepping into those moments, seeing it, feeling it, breathing, putting your body as you were in that moment. And it literally tricks your mind into believing, oh, we're in this state again. And then you trudge forward. And it's like, like, it's it's as simple as that. We talk a lot on the podcast about something called the triad, which is your physicality, your language, and your focus. The second you change your physicality, which you know, you could do easily in a remembering that you were a fucking badass, just like roll your shoulders back, hold your head like that, breathe wherever you were breathing, so on and so forth. Language, maybe you were asking yourself really empowering questions like, how am I this amazing? Oh my gosh, what's next? What did I learn from this? So on and so forth. And then your questions always lead to your focus. What, for instance, like, 
what did I learn from this? You're going to focus on all the things that you learned, making you a better person, making you stronger than you were before. So, oh, so wow. on and so forth. So you're using some neuro-linguistic programming, girl. Yeah, I'm going to add my resume. Yeah. <laughs> If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode. Oh my God. Oh, Just whoa. like check. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it works, huh? It, it's proven to work for me. So it makes sense, you know? It totally freaking works. Like one of the things I teach my clients all the time is this thing called the deck method, which is like for performers. And I have brought it now into my new, co- uh, my new coaching uh, uh, people. Like I, it's now this you're on deck. Cause whenever you're a performer, stand up comedian, whoever, even if you're giving a speech, they're always like, hey, you're on deck. And you have those two to three minutes to go through this quick little acronym to quite literally just like get yourself in that kick-ass mindset. And it's like a lot of that is a lot of that neuro-linguistic programming. But I digress. Oh God, um, so what are, I, I want to more go into like resources and what are some things that people can really take away from this because you're a wealth of freaking knowledge. Um, <laughs> what is one of like the best or I'm not going to say best, but we'll say most impactful guest you guys have had on Self Helpless. That's really like, you've taken so much from that guest. Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. Gosh, we've had so many because we've been doing the show for about three, a little over three years now. For me, I'll be honest, for me, the most impactful people, (laughs) this is going to sound like such a bummer, (laughs) are always the ones that are kind of talking about death. And for me, <laughs> I know, right? That puts me, that gives me immediate perspective. I, I just, whatever kind of, whatever kind of bullshit I'm worrying about or whatever I'm, you know, caring about what somebody thinks of me, when I hear somebody like surviving cancer or, you know, uh, like um, talking about being a death doula and, and uh, you know, their whole career is end of life planning for other people, like, for me, it just was like, I don't know. It, it puts me in a state where I'm like, I, what is, if I am not taking risks and doing the thing I really want to do and putting myself out there, what the fuck is the point? What, why, oh why do I want to just hide in the little ball and wait till I die? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel. It's like, why do I want to play it safe and, yeah. and not put myself out there to just wait around to be, I don't know. That's, that's how I feel when I'm not doing the stuff I actually want to be doing. I just feel like I'm kind of waiting around and I want to be more proactive and maybe adventurous than that in certain ways. Totally. So I think if you ask myself, Taylor and Kelsey, this question, we'd have totally different answers of what Mm -hmm. episodes have been the most impactful. Um, But those kind of always stick with me as just like, just remember that every day is a gift and we're not guaranteed that we're going to be here much. You know, we don't know. None of us know. And so I just want to make sure I'm living my day to day life the way that I really, really want to. Yeah. Um, And I don't know that, that always helps me kind of get over what, what any kind of weird 
perfectionist issue I might be having or thought spiral about, oh gosh, did I say something weird? Is somebody going to think I'm weird? Right? Like all that stuff that can just kind of dissipate when I talk to somebody about something like that. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to be so <laughs> candid with you. I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. That is okay. And I'm even going to put it in perspective, like right now, like, I don't know about you, but I feel like all of my friends and even myself included have gone through this year now. And it's kind of like, okay, what's important to me? What is not yeah. working and what, like, I know so many people who are moving, who are starting new relationships, who are ending relationships, who are um, yeah. starting new lifestyles entirely, who are starting careers, starting businesses. Like everyone yeah. is, and maybe that's just my, my, my line of sight, but it feels like almost everyone is kind of has their COVID dun, yeah. dun, 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 like realization. Yes. And Same for me in my circle. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And I feel like so much of that is because of perspective and because we've all yeah. now gotten a huge hit in the face of like, oh, we're never in control. That was, right. that was just never a thing. We're in charge of our own life for sure, but we're never in control. And mm-hmm. what, what do I want? What do I want yeah. out of this life that we get to have? Because right now it's definitely a get to. Yeah. And how, how can we make that the best we possibly want it? Yeah. Instead of just like letting the day-to-day things that now don't even matter anymore take over exactly. our stress and our anxiety constantly. Exactly. I think you just have to find what works for you, what motivates you. That, you know, it's like when I, when I think about, when I think about the end of my life or death or anything, it's not, um, it's not like fear is pushing me to do stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm so afraid of death that I have this urgency to do all these things immediately because I'm going to die, <laughs> right? It's, it's more like, I'm so grateful that I'm here right now. Yeah. How can I make the most of it? So for those of you who might be like, oh gosh, if I was thinking about death a lot, that would actually make me depressed. That might not be the approach that you need, right? That works totally. for me. But you might need to think of, you, know, you might need to use something completely different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's definitely not a one size fits all thing. Um, but I find that just, yeah, that, um, that, that really helps. And I think you're right, Nicole, like this is such a weird period of time. So many of my friends, family, everybody are making significant changes in their life. Um, because a lot of distractions have been removed and, um, you just have, everybody's been kind of forced to sit with themselves and, and go from there. And also, you know, you kind of realize, um, who you really want in your life and why, and who maybe you don't want in your life and why, and what job you might not want in your life yeah. and what job you might want, uh, what, what hobby you've been putting off that really you really love. So you're, everybody I think is just kind of um, reevaluating everything. And um, time is the most valuable resource we have. Um, it's the only resource that we can't get back. You can always make more money, right? You can always get more stuff, you can write. But so I am not somebody who wants to um, waste any time Mm -hmm. and that in every possible way. I want to make sure the people I'm around are who I really want to be around. Um, I want to make sure the things I'm doing are things I actually want to be doing. Um, And, and, and that will lead to me really enjoying my day to day. I love that quote. Um, And I I can't remember who said it, but it's so good. Uh, How you spend your days is how you spend your life. Oh, 
Girl. So I don't know who said it either, but <laughs> oh my, I use, I think I've even heard like how you spend your morning is how you spend your day, how you spend your day, Ooh. how you spend your week, how you spend your week is how you spend your month, how you spend your month, spend your life. Like, I mean, that's so obviously like the, like a long dated yeah. version, but yeah. it's so true. And I love even the mindset and the, the mantra of it's never a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And so mm -hmm. many people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I have time. And it's like, well, the truth is you absolutely do. You're yeah. just prioritizing other things. We yes. can always find more time. And totally. that will yeah. mean cutting things out, outsourcing some things, which is what I've recently learned. And hallelujah, it's amazing. <laughs> like, yes. Literally. And just having that, it's just having the decision and the mindset of just like, okay, we are trying something new. And so many people are so afraid to try new things, but yeah. yet they expect this new results, even though they're doing the same things they've always done. So oh, I hope, real. God, I hope if anything that listeners take out of this is that it's okay to try new things. It's okay yeah. to pivot. It's okay to make new shifts and to decide a new lifestyle for yourself so that you can move forward. Cause a lot of people Absolutely. forget that sometimes. Absolutely. And what I like to also think worst case scenario, what, what happens if you try this new thing and you don't like it? Okay. You yeah. go back to doing the other thing or you move on or, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing I have, I have stopped doing the thing so many times that I'm yep. just not scared of it anymore. I'm like, oh. okay, I'm going to try this. And if it sucks, I'm going to go back or I'm going to try something new. And you just kind of get comfortable with being very, very uncomfortable yeah. is what I have found that I, I am now. So good. Literally, the, the, I'm going to get a little neuroscience for a second. The reason yeah. that it's so hard for us to do that is because our two million year old brain is constantly searching for what, you know, two million years ago would have been the saber toothed tiger. And yes. now getting out of our comfort zone in our brain launches the same <gasps> saber toothed tiger taste. Saber tooth tiger. <laughs> saber yeah. tiger. Yes. Yes. Launches the same saber tooth tiger yeah. moment. And that's why getting out of your comfort zone feels like you're going to die. Yeah. And people forget that, like, oh, the world has changed. There is no saber tooth. Can I not say that word? <laughs> saber tiger. Saber tooth tiger. There is no saber tooth tiger anymore to come out right. and get us. Right. The worst thing that you could do is quote unquote fail, which truly just means you learn something new. Like Absolutely. people have demonized the word failure. They've made it so life and death when in actuality, oh. it just means, oh, I learned something new. Oh, Absolutely. I get to redirect. Like it's a gift. Absolutely. I don't even, uh, I don't even use, I, sometimes I use the word, word failure because I know other people do, but I don't use it for myself. I just call it collecting data. Um, oh, get so good. <laughs> I get some data about this situation and then I'll report back to myself with what I learned or what I like or what I hated. And yes, I get, I, t I think understanding the brain is so important to understanding why you're doing things and that it's okay. It's like, if you're afraid to do something, there's a reason, yeah. learn what the reason is. And then, and then you can talk yourself down from that. So yes, doing the things the same every day forever that's a survival instinct, right? It's going to keep you alive. Oh, this has been keeping me alive for 30 years. So I'm just going to keep doing this thing, but we don't need that anymore. We don't need it. Right. There's no, yeah. Like you said, there's no tiger waiting outside the door ready to attack us if we take a different route to work or whatever. Um, no. And so knowing, Oh, I'm afraid because this is a survival thing, but it, I don't need that anymore. Thank you very much brain for protecting me, but I'm going to try this thing because I really like it. Mm -hmm. And we'll go from there. And that can be your new, you know, your new routine. 
and yep. you go from there and you're going to, and you're going to have the same issue. Okay. Now we've been doing this for a year and we're afraid to do something different. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> but it's, now I'm aware of it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's all about awareness. Absolutely. Yeah. I must say, and I want to point out for listeners, because I think there's a major reason behind this. You are now the fourth guest in a row to say that awareness is a major part of knowing, of, of growing and yeah. becoming aware of exactly where you are. So I just want to say to listeners, I'm not just preaching shit at you. This is actual <laughs> stuff that has been tried and true. Yeah. Every single person who's come on here recently yeah. has been saying this. And I think that there is 100% a reason for that. So thank Absolutely. you for confirming what I've been telling these people for so long. Cause you guys, it's so true. Yeah. yeah it's, you gotta, you're, you gotta be aware and you have to really know what motivates you specifically. Yeah. You have to figure that out for yourself. I, you know, whether, look, I got my whole list of how do I get out of my perfectionism spiral in my phone right here, are all the things that I need to remind myself of. And then I also have all the quotes that will help me pull myself out of the spiral. Um, so it's like, once, once you know what connects you, with you, write it down, keep it somewhere, look at it anytime you need it. And that's gonna, that list will look completely different for everybody. And that's what's so cool. You know, we're all so, so different. Um, so um, yeah, you got to unlock those codes for yourself. Definitely. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. And I, it's even like, you got to do some trial and error to find this perfect way. And it's just and like, it's okay. I know. It's okay. It's so I just, okay. I, would, I put on my blog something like, yeah, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't scream at a toddler for, for not having, you know, the jump shot technique of an NBA player, the second they hold a basketball for the first time, stop screaming at yourself internally for not being the best fill in the blank today on day number one. Like, give yourself a break. We, for, we, we think that when we get to be, like, adults that we are somehow supposed to pick things up, like, quickly, even though that's never how it's been, right? Yeah. I've even been calling it the Harry Potter syndrome because I feel like, especially us have like grown up, you know, we've wanted like the, you know, Harry gets on a broom for the first time and suddenly he's like, this is what I was born to do. This is what I'm so good at. And we're yeah. all like trying to desperately find our broomstick to our Harry Potter. And yeah. in actuality, while we love a good Harry Potter story, that's not how this shit works. You have to like get on the broom then maybe you kick off while Madame Popfrey blows the whistle or something. I'm going to go way too far. So I'm going to stop before I go. But like, you know, it's, it's we're all looking for like that magic thing that we're so good at because all these stories and all these um, TV shows that we grew up on and movies, they told us that we just have to find the thing that we're magically a master at. When yeah. in actuality, that's not how this works. Oh, you have no. to grow as you, as you figure out and you just have to like it enough to keep coming back to it. Exactly. Just allow yourself to be so shitty at something and don't, and try not to care about it. Like, yeah. And if somebody's like, God, this is really shitty. You'd be like, I know I'm new. <laughs> Isn't it yeah. fun? Right. Oh my God. I was, <laughs> I was even talking to you. I like, I was talking to a few people like, cause recently people have been coming to me and they're like, I'm wanting to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, I've got a great coach for you. Her name's Delaney Fisher. But like, <laughs> literally, so they'll, they'll come to me and they're like, but I'm so afraid. Cause like, what if it's not good or whatever? And I'm like, I want you to try this just for a week. Go and listen to your favorite podcasts. First episodes. Yeah. They suck. They yes. always suck. Everyone's always. first episode is horrible. Always. Because, like maybe if it's like, you know, like the chemistry's off or they don't know how to speak into a microphone yet, or they don't know yeah. like what the show is going to look like quite yet. 
go yeah. and listen to that. And you're, I guarantee you, like, I think I've even said this to someone and they've now started their podcast. I was like, yeah. I guarantee you in a week, you'll have the first episode ready. Like, yeah, ready to go. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And you know what, just uh, when people say, oh, what if I suck? And what if it's not good? And what if people think I'm stupid? I'm like, why don't we just take the what if out of it and say, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now what? <laughs> right? Let's just, take, let's just take the power away and say, let's just say it's probably going to suck. Probably think people will think you're weird. You'll think you're dumb, all this stuff. Now, what do you want to do? You want to do it anyway? Oh do my God. Anyway. I you want know? to even point Start out to there. listeners that what, like we, we talk about questions a lot on here. That is a motherfucking powerful question right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Like, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to assume that this is uh, not going to go the way I want, you know, right now. Um, now what? Ugh. Like, do I do it? Do I not do it? And yeah, I want to keep doing it. I don't under, I think if people, if you, for me, I like to have a comeback of, of for things that have ne I've never had to say. I, because nobody, very few people reach out and say, Delaney, I just want to let you know that thing you just did is very, very bad. I think you should stop, right? Like we, that, that doesn't really happen, but we think like, oh God, this is going to, we're going to get flooded with things, you know? And I'm going to say, and I just, I come up with like a fake response. Like, oh yeah, I totally understand how you feel that way. Well, I've only been doing it for a week, so it's expected. I'm not going to be the best at it, but I'm going to keep getting better. Uh, I, nobody's expected to to be you know the best at something after they try it two times so yeah thanks thanks but I get I know like I, I, <laughs> what would you say to that person in that moment why why is it so why is it so shameful for us to admit that we're not perfect and the best at everything why is that why are people so ashamed of that oh you know I'm not I am not great when I first try something but most people aren't, you know? <laughs> you know, most people are not. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Think of, think of like, again, look at for evidence. Like when did you really suck at something and think about something that you used to suck at that you're like decent at now. How did you feel the day number one? How did you feel when you first started? Right. Whether it's like that first day at the new job, the first time that you threw a football that whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and how much, you know, time and energy and practice went into it for you to be pretty good. So just you're repeating that process. It feel it, for some reason we think it's a new process when we try something new, but we've done it a million times. We've all learned how to tie our shoes and brush our teeth and you know whatever, but we forget that part. We didn't just come out the womb like this, right? We we didn't just come out like with a job and you know being able to put a, a you know a check in a in a bank account. Like we had to learn these types of things. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a laundry list of things that really pull me out of that. And I think, um, yeah. You, th that's the podcast. Like, that was, <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfectly said. Oh my God. Wow. That chef's kiss to that. Like, that was uh, so back good. At <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I have one last quick, quick question for you. Yeah. For maybe those listeners out there who are feeling terrified to start a passion project, to start the podcast, what is like one action item, whether that's through mindset, whether that's through actually taking action, hiring someone, whatever, what is one action item you would tell them? Mm. Make that thing or do that thing that you want to do and give it as a gift to somebody. That would be my first step for you. So whether it's a product or a service, reach out to somebody and either say, Hey, 
um, I made this with you in mind, or, hey, would you like to meet with me? I wanted to kind of offer you uh, something, you know, in return and start there. Don't do anything else until you do that. What, do you mind me asking what's like the, because I'm such a mindset person, what's the yeah. mindset? What's the, the, the mental stuff going behind that? Because I think if people do a lot before that, whether it's a lot of prep work or maybe they try to get themselves in the mindset and it's just not working, I think mm -hmm. just doing the thing will usually show you it's so much less scary than you're making it out to be. And you just get over it. If, it's, if that's step number one and then the rest is later, you've already done the thing. Yeah. You've already done the scariest thing, the scariest things out of the way. And now you're going to do the other stuff. And you're going to keep building on that. Um, so before you build your fancy website, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't do that till later. Uh, before God. you build your website, before you figure out the perfect tagline for your business, before you whatever, make the thing first. Mm. Do it. Just oh do the God. thing because that's going to inspire all the other stuff to come, to, to come later. And um, then you know, all right, now it's, a, now it's just we're on a... We're on uphill after this scary part. That was perfect. That was perfectly <laughs> said. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, Delaney, last, before we wrap up, what are, we're going to do yes. some quick little segments. Great. What is a, or excuse me, uh, what is one goal that you accomplished, big or small, worth celebrating this week? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, you know what? Something really small. I had been, I had been postponing several months. I published a blog post. I had to, I, that, that was on the back burner for so long. So much has obviously happened. It just wasn't, I wasn't making it a priority. And I did that this week and I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with this now. So let's just yes. keep that going. I love but that. But I'm not perfect at it because I'm a new blogger, people. <laughs> I'm, new, I'm new, I'm learning and that's okay. Yep. 100%. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. And you guys go check out her blog. It's very good. So do that. <laughs> Just so you guys know. Um, and then last but not least, how did you get in your own way this week? Oh, the perfectionist stuff for sure. I was, I am um, updating some stuff for my consulting business and I was like reworking my little PDF and I spent way too much time picking out the fonts and the this and, you know, writing things. And I'm like, what am I doing? Most people look at this for five seconds. Why am I putting so much energy into this thing that is basically an afterthought part of my business uh, for myself and my client? Um, so that is how I got in the way of my own shit this week. And I, mm -hmm. I, was, I knew what I was doing. I was avoiding a, a much more important project because I was scared. So once I realized, okay, you're doing this thing, I gave, I set my timer for five minutes, wrapped it up and moved on to the thing that I really wanted to do. I love that you do. And I've heard you talk about this on self-helpless, like the timer chunking, yeah. right? like, like set a timer. You're like, if I finish it in this, it's done. Yes. When did yeah. that start? Oh my gosh. I think it started, honestly, so much of this started when I left the corporate world and was now working for myself at home. 
with nobody watching, right? Totally unregulated. I was like, oh my gosh, I could work all day and night if I wanted to, or I could just watch Netflix for 24 hours. Nobody's saying shit to me. Um, So I had to really regulate myself or else my kind of workaholism and perfectionism Mm -hmm. would really take over. So I have to be very strict with my time. On the four tendency scale, you're an obliger, right? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to. I want to point this out to fellow because I know a few a lot a lot of obligers listen to this podcast. Yeah. I love that your outer accountability is the timer. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be a physical breathing human being. It can quite literally be an app on your phone. That's so good. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Exactly. You got. Yeah. Figure out what works for you. Because at first mm-hmm. I was. I was. Um, I was having like uh, Cam, my fiance, kind of check in on certain things, like weekly updates. And then I was like, yeah, this isn't working because I could just like tell him something that sounded good or like not respond to his email or whatever. <laughs> anyway, he was, it wasn't working for me because like uh, he's kind of like an extension of myself, like, eh, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> so you have to figure out what will actually, yeah, uh, make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. Last but not least, Delaney, where can people find you and continue learning from you? Yes. Um, you can find everything at DelaneyFisher.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as well at Delaney Fisher. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I just started a new blog and I'm going to be, um, dishing out some tips and tools and I'm also going to be sending free stuff to my email list. And so everything can be found, um, on my website and I'm really kind of you know, it's really geared towards workaholics, perfectionists, entrepreneurs, artists, podcasters, comedians, Mm -hmm. the people I work with, um, plus eco-friendly tips and delicious little treats and stuff like that. So if you're into that too, come on over. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Delaney, thank you so freaking much. This was like, I'm not going to lie, a dream come true a little bit, (laughs) like for like three, four years ago when I started listening to Self Helpless, like this is just such a, such a treat and such a dream that I just, realize is happening right now. So that's so special. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Nicole. You are, look, you are a dream client. Seriously. I love you so much. You really, you just take everything and run with it. And that's why you are so successful because you follow through and I'm really proud of you. And I'm really, I know, I remember when we first talked and to where you are now, I'm just really, really proud of you and you're doing an excellent job. So just keep doing your thing. Y'all get yourself a coach who does this shit. (laughs) Thank you. That means I the literal world to me. And I just, you, you're going to make me cry. I'm going to stop oh. right here. So. <laughs> oh, God. I love her. She's the best. Like, there's a reason I've worked with her for many, many months. Like, she's the freaking best. Um, normally, I do the top 10 takeaways from each episode. But to be honest, I couldn't pick 10. So you get 11. The top 11 takeaways from today's episode. Number one, view new opportunities as a restaurant menu. You can read the description, but until you've tasted it, you have not experienced it. Number two, the universe is leading you. Let yourself be led. (laughs) Number three, when you're experiencing burnout, ask yourself these three questions. One, what is the life I want? Two, what will lead me there? And three, what am I currently doing that won't? Number four, ask yourself, how can I make this more simple? That's my favorite thing I've learned from Delaney and I'm taking it with me for the rest of my life. Number five, perfectionism. If you are someone who is a perfectionist, make a list of all the things that personally help you get out of that spiral and keep it close. Delaney mentioned putting it on your phone, on your notes. 
great idea. Number six, every day is a gift. We are not guaranteed it. Number seven, if you are feeling the itch to make a significant change, you are not alone. There are so many distractions that have been completely removed from us. So that voice that's telling you something, it's time to listen to it. Number eight, time is the most valuable resource. It is the only one we cannot get back. Number nine, you are allowed to try stuff. If you don't like it, go back. You are not failing. You're just collecting data. Number 10, what if I suck? What if I fail? What if, what if, what if? Take the what if out of it. Now what? How do you feel? Hopefully, you still are going to go for it because to be honest, it's going to happen. No matter what, when you start something new, you're not going to get it right the first time and that is a blessing. Learn from those mistakes and keep going. Number 11, bonus round. If you are wanting to make a change in your career, start a passion project, start a side hustle, step one, before any of the fancy schmoozy stuff, step one, make the thing and give it away. Thank you guys so much for being here today. It was like the best treat to interview Delaney and I hope you guys got so much good information out of it from her. She has been a treat like times a million to be such a mentor and a guide for me and I am just so grateful for her and the fact that this podcast is being listened to by this many people is honestly a lot credited to her so thank you so much Delaney I love you so appreciate you hopping on and for listeners you guys please 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 go listen to the self-helpless podcast it was a huge influence in my life when I was starting to transition into fully embracing personal development and it's funny. It's so freaking funny. And if you're someone who is really just like dipping your toe into this stuff or you're not wanting to take yourself too seriously with the personal development quote unquote gurus out there, please go listen to it because they are so relatable and it's just so good. It's just so good. So to Kelsey, Taylor, and Delaney, you guys influenced me so much. You are the reason where I am today. Thank you guys so much. And to you listeners, Thank you. You guys, every single week, it is not lost on me the fact that you are here and that you're listening and for the past hour you spent that time with me. Like we said, time is the most valuable resource and it is just, it is never lost on me. It is always so incredibly, um, just like a big burst of gratitude. I love you all so much. If you are wanting to listen to a specific topic or a specific guest, please, please, please reach out to me either on Instagram at lifecoachbaker or send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com. I would love to hear what you guys want to hear. The reason I started this podcast is not so I can talk into a microphone for an hour. It is literally so that I can get the message out to you so that you guys can spend uh, an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, learning about how your own brain works, how it can affect you day to day, and how you can make that day to day so much more enjoyable, so much more fulfilled. And if there's something that is going to help you there that you haven't heard on the podcast, please let me know. I would love, love, love to speak into it. You guys are amazing. And I I just am so grateful for you. I'll talk to you all super, super soon. And I love you so much. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.